0: What is up, guys? Welcome to, I guess, a special edition of the Next podcast in that it is our first episode of season three. Yeah, we've been
1: doing this. What,
0: it's our third season covering the league on this yeah. podcast. And we still well, don't have a soundboard, so I'm, I'm clapping in my <laughs> microphone to make an audience clapping noise. But yeah, so first episode of season three. It's crazy that we've already gone through basically... We didn't really go through two seasons. We went through the bubble season and then but we went through all of last season. So We did, we did. Yeah, so that's uh this is awesome. It feels good. Um anyway, my name is Rafa. I'm joined as always by my trusty co-host Carlos. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Hey, hey, hey to our two listeners <laughs> according to our Anchor stats.
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Hey, hey, our last our last podcast had 12 listens. So Hey, we're growing. <laughs> we're growing a little bit. Hey, growth is growth, man. Growth is growth.
1: But yeah, uh, very excited for this season. Um, very quick turnaround from the from the NBA finals. It feels like it feels the like the NBA yeah. finals just ended. You know.
0: Yeah. 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 Season
1: three. Season three of the Got Next podcast.
0: All right, and so you probably guessed by the title of this that we are doing our Eastern Conference preview. We'll be talking about every team. Um, but first, let's tackle some NBA news. This will be pretty quick. I guess this is just basketball news because first, pagasol Gasol, all-time great player, Laker legend, um, is retiring—or well, has retired. Yes, already. So, um, congratulations, to Paul Gasol, on a very successful 19-year NBA career and geez, like 20-something-year professional career. Because I mean, yeah, he just had the one year in Barcelona and. He was probably a pro two years before he got the NBA. And he was still playing. He was playing in this last Olympics. And he played in the last like, Olympics. So, And that's exactly how he wanted to go out. He wanted to finish his career playing for Spain, which is awesome. And you know, I was listening to... Um, I can't remember what podcast it was. I think I was re-listening to the 2001 redraftables from Bill Simmons, which is weird, mm. but... I just wanted to get appreciation for Paul Gasol, and um, they basically said he and Zach Lowe were saying, you know, Paul Gasol doesn't get enough credit for really getting people to pay attention to European players because no one had really drafted European players that highly before that. And Dirk was still coming around; Dirk wasn't Dirk yet. Paul Gasol was Rookie of the Year. People, I think Paul Gasol get, should get a little more credit for being like, okay, these Europeans aren't like soft. Can be they really never good mentioned really it. Tough. It's
1: really it's only Dirk it, it, it gets yeah. the credits to Dirk,
0: basically. Yeah, and at this point, rightfully so, but um, yeah. Paul Gasol was no slouch either. And I think it's it's tough for Paul because he doesn't get recognized for his versatility because he came in the same era as Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, guys who have really taken what the transition from the old conception of the big man. Can only be in the post. Can only do this to what it is today. Is no. You can be skilled. You can dribble the ball. You can pass. You can do all this stuff. So, yeah. Paul Gasol should be in that conversation too, to a little to a lesser extent than those guys, but he still deserves to be because he's a very good player.
1: Yep. I mean, we wouldn't have won those two two championships and late. The Lakers wouldn't have won in 09 and '10 without it No question.
0: No question. Um, and I am currently working on a piece. Um, it'll probably be pretty delayed because I've got a lot of life stuff going on. But um, the title of it is uh, Shaq and Kobe were better individually, but Pau and Kobe were better together. I can
1: see where you're going with it, but my instinct is still to say no. Of
0: course, of course. I mean, (laughs) well, what I mean is, of course, like Shaq and Kobe is one of the greatest one-two punches ever. Um. I my my point is that Kobe and Pow work better together. There is a more synergistic relationship between Kobe and Pow than there was with Shaq and, and Kobe. And the that numbers actually aren't all that off. Um, and I'm mostly like I'm not really comparing the two. It's really just about how Kobe and Powell used to work together. Shaq never Kobe never leaned on Shaq though. He would lean on on Pow, and I think that's mm. saying something. Shaq definitely than Kobe though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Relative offensive rating When they're both on the floor Shakobi from 2001 to 2002 Was 9.2 And Kobe and Powell was 7.2 So it's not that far off It's not like this monumental difference And here's the kicker The net rating Including defense overall Shakobi and Kobe Powell The same 9.99 It's exactly the same Good, oh boy. Sorry, something fell. That's okay, <laughs> but uh, anyway, that does that mean I mean their net rating, Kobe and Powell from 09 to 2010, and Shakobi from '01 to 02, is both 9.99. Wow, yeah, so there you have it. So that's something. Um, I can't wait
1: to read this piece,
0: <laughs> it'll be a while. Um, anyway. Next, I want to shout out the WNBA Finals. It is going to be yes the Chicago Sky who beat out the number one Connecticut Sun. Connecticut Sun had an all time WNBA defense, um, but Chicago was just better. Um, beat them in four. Candace Parker, and a pretty easy four. So it's Candace Parker, Kalia Copper, and Candace that Candace? Candace Courtney <laughs> Um, Versus none other than Diana Tarazi and the Phoenix Mercury. And yes. the fact that Diana Tarazzi is playing on a bum ankle and scored 37 in game two, that's just unfair. And it was like all pull up threes too. It was insane. Is she, is she the. Is she, is she like. She's probably like up there in the GOAT WNBA players, right? She is. The more I'm trying to think about it, for me, it's Tamika Catchings. I think she's mm. the best WNBA player ever. She influenced everything on the court. Like T- Catchings is a significantly better defensive player than Tarazi is. may Tarazi, maybe a little bit of a better score, but not by that much. I I am for Tamika Catchings. Maybe Maya Moore. Maya Moore was so good. I'm not. I'm not. A, to To be clear, I'm not like yeah well versed on WNBA history, but.
1: <laughs> That's the reputation she has, I think.
0: Yeah, no, and she deserves to be in the conversation because she's so good. She's such... She's a bucket getter to the highest degree. Mm. She is so good. Um, Mamba
1: she, mentality. Probably,
0: she might start at the two guard for me. It's her or Maya Moore. I can't decide. For my all-time WNBA team. Anyway, so I want to shout that out. Um, NBA Finals on, starts tomorrow, right? It does, it does. And yeah. it is... So, f- with the Phoenix Mercury beating the Las Vegas Aces um, in a very close five-game series. And after it, I haven't watched the highlights just yet, but I saw last year's MVP, Aja Wilson, collapse on the ground after losing. She was so upset. So, I'm expecting a GOAT season from Aja Wilson in 2022. So Another MVP. <laughs> Another MVP. So, we'll see. I- I'll try to watch some more WNBA. Um but yeah, let's uh let's get into our uh Eastern Conference preview.
1: Yeah, so how are we doing it this time? Um last year we just basically counted counting down our list, but I think that it got a bit disorganized.
0: It did. So we, it did. So we're doing it differently this year. <laughs> <laughs> we're going alphabetical, just so we stay on top because we were so bad about staying on topic. So <laughs> we're gonna go alphabetical with uh we have a much better outline this time. We're gonna stay on topic and uh, see how this goes. Um, okay, all right. So, going off alphabetical by the city, by the way. So, not like the stupid 2k where it's like
1: by the team name, it's,
0: it's confusing. It's that. not that, it's that dumb, <laughs> it confuses the hell out of me, anyway. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that my my mini 2k rant. Um, we're starting off with the Atlanta Hawks who made a freaking Surprise run at the conference finals last year, and yeah, I mean they did give Milwaukee a little bit of a headache, but Giannis wasn't playing, so you know. But um, he only missed a game and a half, well, three a games game and a half.
1: half.
0: But I mean, the fact that the Hawks actually beat the Sixers, we'll get to later. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. But yeah, Atlanta, and so I guess the conversation here starts with Trey Young, because yes. I mean he's clearly an all-star caliber player at this point. He's very, very good. Um already an elite playmaker. He needs to get better as a scorer, be more efficient, and shot selection needs to get better. But I thought yes. went in the playoffs that was pretty good. And his off ball defense was serviceable, which I didn't expect it, from him. It was maybe you can
1: say like he got lucky with the matchups, but Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, he like Everyone was saying he'd be exposed in the, in the playoffs and last year he wasn't. <laughs>
0: wasn't. now Surprisingly. If, yeah, I mean, if you think about who they played, n- they played New York Knicks, Tom Thibodeau, very rigid, not exploiting mismatches. Then they played Doc Rivers versus Philadelphia Sixers, even though they have Ben Simmons at their yeah. point guard. And yeah, I mean, we'll like talk even, about Ben Simmons. <laughs> I know, but like think about the other guys on that roster. I mean, they probably, they put Trey on Danny Green but they use Danny Green in, in a lot of screening sets anyway to get him a pick and yeah. pop. And so I don't understand why you don't try to attack Trey Young with Ben Simmons. You didn't do that enough. It happened a couple times, but yeah. And then they play the Bucks who were not totally healthy. So they had a little bit of a lucky run, but after yeah. after watching them play though, I am I am a firm believer but I need to see what improvements Trey Young has because yeah. And this is going to be a common theme with a couple of teams. You can't surprise the league more than once. So he's going to have to improve. Um, I think the scoring efficiency will be the thing, especially now that he can't quite foul bait as he, bait oh, yeah. as he has used to.
1: Yeah. Sidebar on that. What do you think of that rule? I think it, oh, What fantastic. do you think of the rule? Yeah. Preseason already, we saw some non-calls. On... Yeah. So I
0: was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Steve Nash will be
1: happy. Steve Nash will be happy. (laughs) But then he'll be unhappy because he has James Harden in his team.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's another one. Now, the way James Harden does it, going to the rim is a little different. He will be fine. I think, I don't know about Trae Young. Um,
1: His free throw rate definitely should go down. But I still think he's crafty enough that he'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, He's a good
1: enough basketball player. He he just does it because he's so good. He's good at drawing the fouls. Right, but it's not. He doesn't. It's not something that he needs to rely on. He didn't rely on it just to get free throws. But I feel like he can still find a way to score. Maybe it, that could become an issue though if he does. Yeah. If he can't draw as so many fouls.
0: Uh, it could be. His, it could be. I think. you um, said his efficiency is already iffy as it is, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not the best. And you know, if he um, if he gets better shot selection. Like stop pulling from three super deep like multiple times a game. Like once or twice is fine yeah. for you, but the deep pull up three is early in the shot clock with seventeen seconds is not always appropriate. And yeah. just try to <laughs> try to whittle that down a little bit and have a, a little bit better selectivity of your shots. So um, I think if he does that, his efficiency will be fine. Continue to make strides on defense, but the Hawks are a young team. And just as important as Trey's development is the development of their multiple young wings, namely Kevin Hoarder, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish. And in fact, they also just drafted Jalen Johnson. So those four guys who are like two, three, fours, those types, those guys are going to need to show out because that one of the reasons the Hawks did so is their wing depth. I mean, they, they have Bogdanovich off the bench too. Yeah, so this the the if these guys can develop into really 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 good players, not necessarily all stars, but good players, the Hawks become very very dangerous in my opinion.
1: And they, they were good last year, right? They um, were. Especially Hoyer, I think played well in the playoffs. So did Bogey when. Especially yeah. when Trey Trey went down on that game, I think. Yeah. Uh, with his ankle, but yeah, uh, I think one thing that I'm. I didn't take into account when we were predicting last year's playoffs was the fact that they were twenty-seven and eleven with Nathan yeah. Dillon, and I think that will just continue into this season. Um, they didn't they didn't have a lot of roster turnover; they just kind of kept the same the same roster plus the yeah. draft drafting Jalen Johnson, right? They extended Josh Collins, so honestly, I just expect them to continue on their trajectory. Uh, especially considering like the Celtics didn't get a, didn't get better. The Knicks might, might regress. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. them like... I have them pretty do, doing better than last year, basically. Because especially since they didn't do well to start the season.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I... Yeah, with a full season of Nate McMillan. And hopefully, I'm optimistic about the development. So I think they're going to be a solid playoff team fighting for a home court spot. I mm. have them... I have them fifth, but I could see them going as high as even third.
1: Oh, we're, we're giving yeah. our rankings now. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought I thought that's where you were going with that. But right, I, sure, sure. Know, yeah. That is where, that's where I'm going with it. I think that's where I see Atlanta. I have them fifth, but I could see them as high as third.
1: I have them at fourth.
0: That's fair. I can yeah, see I that. have them
1: at fourth. Like, I can see them. Draw. I can see like a few of the teams below them going up over them as well but fourth right now yeah i'm not sure if they i they could go they, they could go through it as well yeah i agree on that one
0: yeah it could they could if if, if yeah. all things turn out well so that's like their best case worst case it's it really like things are contingent on how they develop and how nate mcmillan continues to implement his system and how that works so there's yep. so there's some question marks but speaking of question marks let's go to boston yeah, I, I
1: kind of name-dropped them here.
0: <laughs> you did, you did. It's a good transition. So, I mean, number one question has to be a uh, new head coach, Ime Yudoka. He's a brand-new head coach. He's been coaching for years, but first time he gets to run. Assistant. Yeah, as an assistant. First time he gets to be the head. I just don't know what he's going to run. I mean, we knew Brad, what Brad Stevens was going to run. Very basic offensive sets, always disjointed, but his defense was always incredible. Yeah, like he, the probably the the guy who teaches the scram switch the best. The fact that you can yes. get twenty-two year olds to scram switch as well as he has is great. So and the
1: three-point defense even is still somehow really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, even though like you know, according to analytic studies, like the analytics guys have studies, three-point defense is random and you have very very little control over it, which is maybe only partly true, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, th- there have to be themes considering Boston's always good at it. And I think, um, so, I
1: think it's the way they close out. I don't know if you noticed, like, they're always... They're very... Ha- J- Jalen... Jalen in particular always jumps. Even yeah. though he's like five feet away, he's always
0: jumping yeah, yeah. like on his closeouts
1: regardless of how far he is.
0: And, you know, it, it really helps that they have really good wing defenders in Tatum, Brown, and particularly Marcus Smart. Yes. I mean... It does not get better than that, like very. I I don't know if there's a better perimeter defense than those three. Yeah, uh, but going 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 to offense. Um, I don't was. know if
1: you saw the clip from the from the preseason, uh, where they ran a hammer play against uh, against Orlando.
0: I actually that kind of got not, that's interesting. That,
1: that got a lot of the Celtics Twitter like pretty excited.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like Jane that. A wide open three in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, that that sounds great. If I think they they did need to change the coaches for for an offensive upgrade, because I think their defense is always fantastic, and I hope that a lot of the principles that Brad Stevens implemented, even if the system may not be the same, um, will be the principles will still be there, so that yep. Tatum continues to be. A really good defender. Marcus Smart continues to make All NBA first teams, and hopefully some other guys take some steps. But let's let's start talking about that, I guess. Unless you have anything else on Ime Yodoka, it's just a big no. Question.
1: No, there's that, that, just one thing I saw uh, from Twitter, like the Celtics Twitter that was
0: that, yeah. that kind of blew up for a sec. They're sure. really excited about <laughs> So, what do you think is Jason Tatum's next step? For me, I. For me, I think it's still further improving
1: his playmaking. I mean, yeah. that's kind of it's kind of what were what was happening last season where this offense is very stagnant and he was doing a lot of just ISOs, I feel. Yeah. So I think playmaking would, would I think we were, we already noted before that he's made he's made steps there, but I think continuing to improve it in that in that section right of his game would help.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure.
1: I think even even Jalen, just if we're talking about playmaking, because the team is yeah, really Jaylen kind too. of l- lacking playmakers. There are a lot of finishers. I feel in this in this roster. I agree.
0: I agree. Um, so yeah, that's
1: where I think they, that, that, that that could help. I th- yeah, but specifically for Tatum, that's what I I would say. Um,
0: I would agree. I would agree. Um, yeah do you have
1: any other things about Tatum's game you think he should improve uh, maybe get into the basket a bit more but I feel like we say that every year
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I think because at this point like he's he's a he's more of a shot creator than a, a slasher because yeah if we're really expecting him to be you know SGA getting to the rim I don't know how realistic that is um, I would like him to get to the rim a little more um, because his rim finishing numbers for some reason just spiked last year and when I did my top thirteen profiles, the thirteenth spot was between him and Kyrie. The thing that was holding me up was okay—is this rim finishing real? Like you don't just go from what he was last year to what he was, or well, the into twenty twenty to what he was in twenty twenty one. I was trying to watch a tape, trying to figure out whether it was real, and so I felt like maybe he got a little of a boost because of Daniel Tice doing the Daniel Tice screen or the Gortat screen in the paint. He- but he wasn't there though last year. Wait. For most of the year he was. Right. He got and they were still doing like, it off, without yeah. him. Yeah, I'm yeah. just using Daniel Tice as an example. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, was it real? And you know, I I think it I think it was, but it needs to be confirmed. I just I just wasn't sure. And so I agree. I think this next step should be playmaking first, but if his rim finishing wasn't real, I want him to continue to make strides there. I think a similar thing with Jalen Brown too, but I also want him to improve his off-ball defense. It's not the best. Yeah. Um, I think if he becomes a little bit better of a help defender, that would be great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, play, playmaking. He's made some strides as a shot creator, which I love. I think he's a he's yes. a really good player. Jalen Brown is probably my favorite player in the league right now. Um, I co-signed that. Yeah, yeah. Him and Clay Thompson are my guys. But um, I hope he did, he did, by the way, just tested positive for coronavirus. So I did uh, see that. Yeah. Recovery. Yeah. Which he is he vaccinated. It. It, it can still yeah. happen, but hopefully he'll be, he'll be okay. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. I told you, I messaged you the other day, right. Uh, in, the, in the preseason game, he, he hit the pull-up three off a screen.
0: Ooh. And was, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> He was kind of able to do that uh, last year. So I, I, yeah. he makes strides there. Um, I also want him to work on his mid-range pulley because like sh- that, the thing with – I I just read a great article on 538 ha- how the pull-up three, even though it's becoming more popularized, really doesn't mm-hmm. increase your odds to win. Like uh, almost like it doesn't at all. Oh. And I'm sure they're not taking into account guys like Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. They would for sure. Yeah, yeah. But beyond them, it's like, okay, well, I guess the pull-up three doesn't matter. Might as well take pull-up twos. I think having both will give you a variety. So if you can pull up from three, that just lets you attack the basket with more space. But anyway, I thought it was interesting. I think him improving his pull-up game, continuing to pull, improve it, will be good. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the young players because they're huge. Um, in this. Robert Williams probably most important because they really haven't had a center Williams, in a while with yeah. his vertical pop. Like They don't have never had a, a vertical spacer.
1: He got the bag this summer
0: and yeah, I think he, he deserves it. <laughs> I think so too. I mean he's been grinding in Boston for a couple of years now and hopefully he's got some passing chops. If they can use him as a high post hub and yeah, then a rim him. roller, that would be huge. Him and Horford.
1: I mean, either of them will provide that hub at center, yeah.
0: yeah, which is great. they they're big man. Um, their big man versatility is interesting because they have Williams, who is rock. They have Robert Williams, who's that like that vertical spacer. And yeah. Al Horford's probably going to show him some of his passing chops, but you have Horford who can be that high post hub and a spacing big. And yep. then you have Enos Cantor. Who's big and then no I'm kidding. You have a, <laughs> He can get he's a big. he can get you a bucket. Especially yes. off the bench. Like if you say we're gonna give you five post touches, he's probably gonna score on four of them. Against most yeah. guys, because he's so much bigger than everyone. So against bench units, that's really good. I think I do think Cantor gets too much flack for being a bad defender. Partly right. He's terrible. So, <laughs> he's pretty bad. Right and rightfully so, but he is. I think he's still a useful player because he's an efficient low post scorer. And using him on the bench, especially a guy who's like is okay thriving in that role, I think. I think that's great. I would love to have Cantor on my team.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is his second stint with Boston. I I think he was a good pickup. Yeah. Do actually kind of related the big the biggest question. What do you think the starting lineup of the Celtics will be?
0: Has smart Brown Tatum.
1: That's the lock for sure.
0: <laughs> Those are the locks. Probably they'll probably go Robert Williams. Okay. It's gotta be Dennis Ruder. Yeah, that's a, that's 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 the one where you might not do that. Yeah, but because I i could also see if Aaron Neesmith becomes really good, he could slip in there. I could see Peyton Pritchard slipping in there. I could see Grant Williams in a little more far-off universe slip in there.
1: You play smarter point and then put him at power yeah. forward, yeah.
0: I just think that the shooter thing, you have another guy who can full court press, you have a guy who can get to the rim. It just matches up with what everyone wants to do. A rim runner needs a guy who gets to the rim. Because mm-hmm. you need you need that push pull of like the def- defense has to go towards shooter to create space yeah. for the vertical spacer. That defender has to like make the choice and that's how you get that open. So yeah. The Celtics young core is gonna be important. Like not just Robert Williams, Grant like the guys I just mentioned. Grant Williams Grant, as that Nathan small Richard. ball five will be huge. Aaron Neesmith Smith as a three and D guy. Fast PP as the backup point guard and shooter, yes, spacer. If Romeo Langford, that's just another wing. And if he is a good three and D guy, that's just another guy that's really good. Um, how about uh, Josh Richardson? Anyway, let's move on. Um Hello? I'm You don't want you don't you don't want Josh Richardson at all. Not see so Josh Richardson. (laughs) It just kind of depends how they use him, right? Like he's 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 been a good defender this whole time, so I'm not worried about that. It's just like more. He's been bad since he left Miami. Ever since he left Miami, it's been rough.
1: If he reaches Miami levels, I wouldn't mind. I'd be happy
0: with that, especially off the bench. i would be great.
1: He might even push starting lineup if hmm. if he if he's that good but
0: yeah potentially but we'll see hopefully he needs a carved out role for him to succeed so hmm. where's you have boston i have them at 6 hmm. okay
1: I'm, I'm i'm a bit I, I i think there's a Celtics bias coming in here um, although yeah. i did i I did listen to a Zach Lowe podcast where he had him. He had them as high as third, I think. So yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm overrating them that
0: much. No, 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 no. <laughs> I actually I have them fifth. Okay. I also could see them going as high as third. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. There's so many question marks, especially with the coach, and especially with some other guys on the roster. That's hard to yeah. say. But I think I have another prediction for them, and I think Jason Tatum will be a top ten player this season. Does he break? Yeah, I think
1: he should, If it, given his previous year's trajectory.
0: Yeah, if his in playmaking and his defense continue to improve, um, if the Celtics get really good, and especially with Kawhi out, that's the big caveat. Yeah. <laughs> Kawhi's out for the year. The guy he surpasses, yeah. surpass is Damian Lillard mm-hmm. for me on my ranking. So that's.
1: Do you he think Jalen.
0: Paul George, too, technically? Hmm. And especially with Ooh. Kyrie potentially only playing like less than half the season. Yeah. That's like, this is Tatum's time to get at that 10th spot. So, um, all right, let's uh, move on here. to Brooklyn. Speaking of Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Kyrie. So here's the thing. How many games is he actually going to play? This is actually a really big deal.
1: dude. I actually have no idea if he will even show up. I mean, I mean, if he will get the vaccine and therefore can play, he already missed the first preseason game for Brooklyn and at the Barclays Center. He did. So. Yeah. I. Um, yeah. Do you do you think he'd sit, Do you think he'd actually set out the whole? Yeah. Well, sure. half the games, I guess, including uh-huh. the playoffs.
0: Yeah. If. Now here's the, here's the shitty thing. So, you know, if he if he doesn't get vaccinated and all this stuff stays in. He misses forty-one Nets home game. Yes. He's gonna miss two games at Madison Square, because they play the Knicks twice. He's gonna yeah. miss their one game away in San Francisco when they play the Warriors. And then he is gonna potentially miss the two games they play in LA versus the Clippers and the Lakers.
1: This LA, I didn't know LA they also might, has a they similar mind.
0: I'm not exactly sure on it. I was trying to read up on it last night. It seems like it's not gonna be that strict. But, I'm, I, you know, if they if, become it, strict, then he potentially loses that. So if right. the Nets play the Lakers in the finals, he's just he's not going to play? <laughs> he's just not going to play? He's going to get vaxxed during the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Nets go 3-0. Oh, Kyrie just got vaccinated. <laughs> um. He still wouldn't be permitted to play, I don't think, because he wouldn't be fully vaccinated. But anyway. So, yeah, it's like, Kyrie is already really high on my list of least valuable players. If he doesn't get back yeah. Yeah, because it's like, you know, I I want to try to be sympathetic to if you're genuinely afraid of it. You know, black people do have a certain... They have a history of being afraid of medicine because they, they have a history of getting experimented on against their will. And I understand. Yeah. But this isn't that many of your fellow black teammates have been vaccinated and are fine.
1: Yeah.
0: And you can't say it's because of your faith because there's nothing in the Muslim faith that says you cannot do that. In fact, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the biggest advocate for it. Yeah. And he said, no, I get it. There's nothing in our religion says you can't get it. In fact, it is more religious to get it. So, you know, I'm trying to be sympathetic, Mm. but at the same time, at this point, he keeps liking conspiracy theories Online. Oh God, so that article like, was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, that, if that's the reason, I I have lost all potential sympathy for you. I don't know what the situation is, but man, get just get vaccinated. You're going to be fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, there was a whole... During the media week, right? We had that whole sh- shenanigans with him, with I, Jonathan Isaac, with uh, Andrew Wiggins. And that was yeah. all they were talking about. Um, it's just... I understand, I understand what you're saying. I just hope that these guys just eventually get, eventually I know, get it. I
0: seriously. Now, Wiggins is vaccinated now. So Yes, yes. There you go. Um, so, I mean, that's the number one thing you have to talk about. Kyrie, how much are you going to play? But, do you think that the Nets are still title contenders minus Kyrie? Yes. Say so remove Kyrie <laughs> from the equation, don't add anything.
1: They are, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was looking at this roster, right? And,
0: Shit, it's it's stacked. Stacked. It's stacked, dude. it's Stacked without Kyrie, and so you know, and it's not like KD and Harden can't just like take the ball over minus Kyrie. It's like, oh shit, that's like one less guy. Okay, we will have the ball more, and it's great. Yeah, but they become more beatable. I think that's the thing. I mean,
1: it just makes yeah. If one of them gets injured again, like what happened last year, then much more beatable. You know, it's. That's where you get three stars, right? That's the insurance, but right. this is not what you, one of the things you thought you were insuring for.
0: For sure, for sure. So, you know, <laughs> good point. It is what it is. But let's talk about not so much their perimeter rotation because it's stacked and there's, that, there's not much else to say about it. They have loaded guys it, behind their big three. I That's mean, they added Patty freaking Patty Mills. Mills, dude. So fucking unfair. And anyway. Cam, Tom, Cam Thomas is playing well in the preseason. I know. Goddamn, so unfair. Anyway, it's their big man rotation that I have question marks about because How many, how many bigs do they have? <laughs> yeah, their, their base scheme is switching, right? So mm-hmm. we've seen Blake Griffin switch and it turned out better than we thought. Still yeah. no protection. LaMarcus Aldridge hasn't played a game in a while. Will he be effective in it? Claxton is effective in it. But he needs to make a couple more strides offensively. And Paul Millsap is actually pretty good. I really like that pickup, actually. I think he's going to do really well because he's a very good switch pick. Um, And he's still got offensive chops. Like he can post up, he can shoot. The Millsap thing I like. But now it's like, okay, you have four legitimate (laughs) big men to play. What are you going to do? Like, how are you splitting those minutes? And like, I feel like some of them are not going to (laughs) play. I feel like you can justify playing Lamarcus a very few minutes because of his heart, and he yeah. might take like he might not play back to backs and all that stuff, but still, that's four quality big men at one position. Like, are you gonna play to, double big or like? I not don't know. to
1: mention, they could also like play play small ball and put Bruce Brown there.
0: <laughs> so that's true. Bruce Brown could just guard most days. <laughs> that's very true. I mean, that's what
1: he played last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So. They have what five six people who could play that five.
0: Yeah, they really. They also have James Johnson now, who could play small ball five. Oh my god, they they have a lot they, of options. Yeah, so they could, uh, and I guess that's what they were going for. I just wonder how you balance that and keep everyone happy. I mean, at this point, those guys are veterans, so they don't care. But Claxon isn't a veteran, so his confidence might get shot.
1: And he's probably what the best. Is he the best? Do you would you
0: think he's the best one, or is he definitely best long term? He's the best for their scheme, I think. So he's the mm. switchiest. Yeah, he's not their best. Pl- he's not the best big man. I still think because offensively, it's still like you know not quite there. But because um, yeah. Millsap is pretty good, but Claxton is up there, and like, you could you could make a case for it. But yeah, I just Claxton just makes too much sense for their scheme. So. And you think he's the odd man out in this? No, hierarchy? I don't think so. I think he's gonna get a set number of minutes because he's earned it. But I feel like he should get more than twenty minutes a game.
1: He's probably gonna be close. Like twenty-five, you think
0: twenty-six?
1: Yeah. I don't know. But you know, I have a feeling they'll still go with Blake. Or
0: yeah, I think maybe. Blake. Actually, I think they'll still go with Blake at the starting. I'm thinking Blake or Millsap. Yeah if it's not Claxton i think they should start Claxton yeah. because the other the other three bigs will be fine they'll just be like i'm here to do what i do and i want to get a championship. Mm. that's why i'm here yeah claxton kind of needs that confidence cuz he's young those other guys don't care they know who they are um, you would hope but yeah i think lamarcus
1: I, I, lamarcus for sure i think lamarcus i'm not so, i'm not not so uh worried about actually blake also considering what happened in detroit and yeah i don't think he yeah maybe don't, don't need to worry about yeah that.
0: So, the, I mean, the big question is, will the defense be better? And I think it will because they were just kind of figuring stuff out last year. Yeah. I think it'll be better, but will it be enough to the point where their offense can carry them? And when now that Kyrie is going to be out for a while, I don't know. Their defense is going to have to really get better. Like, to a significant yeah. amount. Yeah. <laughs>
1: For sure, for sure. I mean, what they they ended up around average last at the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And in the in the playoffs, they they did they did well enough to get the game seven of the semifinals. Although, Giannis eventually figured it out. Yeah. Um, but I think if everyone's healthy, I think the offense will just carry them, or yeah. the defense just has to be good enough, yeah. which, I I be, which I think it can be. Which mean, it was good enough last year and yeah. should be good enough again this
0: year. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, Giannis kind of figured it out, but the it it looked a lot better in the playoffs. The effectiveness maybe wasn't quite there, but that should get better, hopefully. All right. Let's move on to sh- well, they're number 1 for you, right? I mean, Yeah, even uh, even with Kyrie missing half or I still at think least they're going to be yeah, without Kyrie. Um all right, let's move on to Charlotte then. So the big thing here is Lamelo Ball's growth. I mean, yes, it's a big thing. So, what is favorite a big
1: pass player to watch?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the thing with Lamelo. I I really coming into the into the last year, I was like, okay, what what shit is gonna is Lamelo gonna gonna pull this year? Like what? But he, he started
1: fast. pulling from half But he was he was good.
0: <laughs> I liked it. He was good. Yeah. On both yeah. sides of the ball. I was surprised how good he was on defense. The passing didn't shock me, but I was like, damn. Yeah. He, he are, he's good at defense already, which is awesome. So, I think if he improves his rim attacking, his rim finishing, his yeah. passing will just... It's going to explode.
1: It'll just open up everything for him. Exactly. So, But the weird thing about the Charlotte, though, like even though he was like the most exciting player to watch, he wasn't necessarily like... Their most important player. It was still like Terry Rozier, Gordon Haywards. um, Especially Terry Rozier, who had a career season last year. <laughs> but you think they, Terry Rozier is more important based on output. Yeah, he was like one of the leading scorers, right? And yeah, he shot yeah. like ridiculous from three.
0: No, I, I mean, mean, last year.
1: I'm talking about last year. I'm talking about last year. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think coming into this year, it's LaMelo going to take over us. LaMelo player. Yeah, yeah. Um of course Gordon Hayward's health is going to be kind of important. Um that's that was a big thing last year. I mean he he got hurt again. So Yeah. Was, he was, was good when he was, was
1: it, it was good when he was healthy. I
0: he warranted all-star consideration for me. I mean I didn't think he was an all-star but I can cons- I considered him. And I thought yeah. he was a solid sub all-star last year. Um yeah, hopefully I'm praying for a, a healthy season from Gordon Hayward. You know, he's just had such bad luck. I, I feel for a guy like that. So frustrating. He's worked his way to what he was. I mean, frankly, he wasn't drafted very high for because no one thought he was gonna be very good. Look where he's at now. He's very good. So. <laughs> he was, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, he's fine. he's good. He's really good. He is good.
1: Um, do you think Mason Pumley and Kelly Oubre do anything for this? <laughs> For this roster, those are the two new additions. They lost Malik Monk, and who's the other guy? Devonte Graham. And Cody. Yeah, they Zeller. lost
0: Devonte Graham, but they lost from a big man standpoint. Cody Zeller was really good. They 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 missed out on him. Yeah. They
1: replaced him with Mason Plumley. Yeah.
0: And I like Mason Plumley. Like he's a, he's a good passer and a good defender. But Cody Zeller's defense was a little better. Mm. Um. I can see why they did it because they want PJ to play at the five more, but um I don't know. I feel like I feel like Charlotte is more or less gonna be the same unless LaMelo takes the step a step forward.
1: Yeah, they came what tenth last year? Right? Yeah. 10th. Yep.
0: They were the tenth seed and they lost to Indiana in the play ins pretty badly actually.
1: Yeah, that was a disappointing game. I thought they were gonna win. <laughs>
0: yeah and as, or that I thought I wanted them to win. Yeah. As you know, as entertaining as they are, they, they just have some things to improve on, you know, like let's see, they they were twenty second in relative offense and they were eighteenth in relative defense. So they've got a lot of room to grow. But starting with the offense, that's the you know, they can get up there with Lomelo ball's growth. And they also drafted James Booknight who could be good, so We'll see where they go. But uh where do you have Charlotte this year?
1: I think the some other some other of the some other Eastern teams improved more than for than them to jump. So they yeah. I have them still at tenth.
0: I have them at 10th too, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 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 I could see I don't see them going much higher. I don't see them not being in a play in spot. This is like their floor. You, would, you say, would you say this is their floor? No, I would not say this is their floor. There's a chance they're not in the play-in because there are two other teams lurking who could make it, but I don't know. There's question marks. Yeah. I think um, Charlotte... I have Charlotte at 10, just behind a couple teams. Um, you could, could see them see reaching, them. what, 8? Yeah. Could- that's probably where I would say they could reach. Maybe 7... If if Lamelo becomes an all really good an all star, maybe. Yeah. But I would say conservatively eight is realistic.
1: I feel seven might be a stretch.
0: Yeah, it could be. But yeah. again, if if Lamelo becomes an all star this season, then then yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah. it could happen. But that's an if. Well, speak, speaking speaking of a ball brother, it's not uh, the Bulls, so they had actually quite the offseason.
1: Dude, I I, I for this thing, I highlighted like the new players. Like literally, only three player, four players on my listed. Like I listed eleven of their players. Only four of them are from the from last year's roster.
0: Yeah, was it Zach Levine, that- Kobe White, Vucevic, and Patrick Williams? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is new. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen a lot of like bull stuff on Twitter. Well, Dude, they're wrecking looks the preseason. Really good. I don't want to overreact to a preseason, but Lonzo Ball looks really good in this in this role. Yeah. I like it. Because Levine I mean, is a good off-ball player like he can catch and shoot and he can cut. It's like yeah. perfect for him. I love this so much. They they I mean they've been they've been
1: there've been some few crazy highlights in uh from the preseason. Right. Caruso, yeah, I don't overreact, yeah. Lonzo, yeah. but I want,
0: but I also want to overreact.
1: Do you think Lonzo Ball makes an All Star team? No. <laughs> I mean, they won both of their preseason games by forty, Or
0: I pretty know. much forty. 36? I don't. I wouldn't go that far, but I think. Hey man, be if Ben Simmons and Kyrie Ball, don't play, that's two guard spots. Good point. Good point. <laughs> it might be a challenge. Yeah, you're right. I'll have to like list it out. I'm still going to say no yeah. because there's another guy on his own team that is going to take up a guard spot. That's but, true, yeah. But that Levine-Ball combo, oh my God, I really didn't realize that was going to be that good. They clearly like playing with each other. Um, and here's my prediction for Lonzo. I think he'll make an all-NBA defense team. Ooh. Because his defense has been real. That's the thing I, where I was... I wasn't surprised because... I always knew that Lonzo was that good of a defender but he's yeah. really going to shine I think. Yeah, I mean I think everyone's question like they he and
1: Caruso are the best perimeter defenders. Yes. So he'll always be covering the best guys and I think he will in Chicago he'll get a he'll get a lot of love for that. I, I don't know if their overall defense will be good though. Yeah, I don't
0: think it will but <laughs> he is going to look good doing it. So I think he will make his first All-NBA defensive team this year, but I don't think he'll be an all-star. But, you know, I I also, like, don't know how good Chicago will be overall because they clearly (laughs) got worse with Vucevic last year. And it was only, like, a few games. They still have to get used to it, and they didn't have the pieces that fit quite well. And speaking of, how the fuck are they going to integrate the Rosen? You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then what- it's okay. They have Michael- Alex Caruso, dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Alex Caruso. They are going to be the number one seed. Um, Michael
1: Jordan passing the torch. Yeah, anyway. passing the
0: torch. Yeah. No, Alex Caruso <laughs> passing the torch to Michael Jordan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: going to change the face outside the um, statue <laughs> in the United Center.
0: Yeah, at the Caruso. <laughs> um, but you know, I think, I think the Bulls will be better than they were last season. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, they're they've got some question marks too. The defense is number one. How Patrick yeah. Williams or whoever they're playing at the four is gonna fit? Is number two, like what? Like what do you? You know what I mean? Like
1: they, the good thing about their Russians, they just got a lot of athletes. I mean, they do. Patrick Williams, as you said, Zach Levine, Lonzo, fuck yeah. everyone on this. Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> Stanley Jones is on the way on, like, the really end of the bench.
0: Yeah, yeah. They have, they have solid guards. Lebron, yep. Kobe White, Caruso, and Javante Green. They're good and Javante there, Green, yep. But it's like, you know, it's the rest of that. And I thought that Derek Jones, wh- that was a pretty good addition because if you think about his role next to Vucevic, Vucevic's more of a, a pop big, so they don't have rim pressure. And that's where Derek Jones comes in. He provides some rim hmm. pressure. He's a pretty good finisher, and in that role, I think he'll do good. Um, yeah. But yeah, where do you see where do you see Chicago?
1: I have them. I have them eighth, actually. So I do have them okay. making the playoffs.
0: Oh, you play in? So they're playing. Well, play in.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Play in. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty similar on them. I have them seven. Okay. But I could. I could also see them in the 10th spot for the play-in if their defense is really that horrendous. Yeah. And I might be... This might be biased because I I just watched... I don't really watch preseason that much, but I watch a little bit of Chicago. (laughs) So I might be thinking they're better. And I have a a couple of scenarios where um, Chicago wouldn't be better than a couple of the teams. Mm. Behind them, including Charlotte, I could see Charlotte being better than them. Um, Yeah. But... We'll see. I think... I just think like a Levine, Vujovic and Ball, and DeRozan. It's a good enough core that'll take them to maybe a play-in, but potentially contending for just a solid playoff spot. I could see them sixth, but that's probably the highest I could go.
1: Yeah, I don't see them going higher than that.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think they would be better than Atlanta this season. Or even Boston.
1: No, no. Yeah, they're in that...
0: Well, well, yeah, they're they're in that play in group for me. Me too. Um, okay. I think these next two are gonna be pretty quick. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Cleveland. They're too young to uh, make a splash. Yeah, I mean
1: they they have like a whole bunch of power forwards again for some reason. So they're collecting centers and they're collecting power forwards. So I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so
0: this is their this is their big man rotation. Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley Laurie Markinen, Kevin Love, Dean Wade, and they, have Wade? Tacos, and they have Taco Fall. So it's like, what? Oh my God, Taco Fall. So I'm just like, okay, so what, what, what are you trying to do here? And, you know, in the meantime, Evan Mobley and their young core development should be the priority. And, and Mobley isn't quite ready to be a center, but he also wouldn't really thrive as a four. He needs to bulk up and get bigger and yeah as because as, he can get bullied right now but I have so I understand it but playing next to Jarrett Allen his offense is not going to shine so, so Evan Mobley might actually like, look like a bust but I don't think he so will be
1: he's like the I guess you're saying he's what a five on offense but a four on defense kind of thing because of how he's built but ideally he'd be a five
0: long term he'll be a five but he needs to develop so it's similar to Anthony Davis so this is kind of the, this is where my analogy for it. So in 2011, I think Damian Lillard was the rookie of the year. Yeah. But Anthony Davis is the better player now because Great. big men take a little more time to develop. Like Damian Lillard had the ball in his hands all the time and Davis did not. It's going to be yeah. a similar thing with Mobley and Cunningham and Jalen Green. Those two are going to contend because they're going to have the ball all the time. Mobley is not going to contend for Rookie of the Year because he won't have the ball. But long term, there is a, a really, really, really obvious pathway to Mobley being the best player in this draft. Mm. And what's funny, before yeah. we move on, is the GM survey. I don't know if you looked at it. Yeah.
1: I didn't. Most,
0: you didn't see it? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Most GMs said Evan Mobley was going to be the best player in like five or ten years or something. Oh wow! It was like okay, so why didn't you pick him number one? <laughs> if you really believe well, that, what like one third—that's ten teams. Well, I mean, clearly, clearly, then the,
1: the part of the part of the people who didn't vote for him was uh, the Detroit GM.
0: <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and I mean, Kate Cunningham's are really good, so you know, yeah, it is what it is. But I thought Evan Mobley was is severely underrated. I like I liked his fit, and I'm glad he came on to Cleveland because the fit there, long term, if they maintain this, he's going to be really great. But it's going to be rough for the first two seasons for Mobley, and the Cavs we are just going to suck. You <laughs> need to get rid
1: of like the veteran big man, so will take his minutes, like the loves. I don't know what they're nice. doing with with Larry Outman, to be honest, <laughs>
0: me too. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway, do. You, I don't even know where to rank Cleveland. I have uh, their ceiling is thirteen. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah, I have them fourteenth. Although I didn't really try to rank the last three teams. To be honest,
0: I think I know what teams they are. <laughs> one of them, this next one, is Detroit. It's the next Am team, all right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really rank the last three. Cleveland is thirteen to fifteen. Detroit's thirteen to fifteen. Yeah, probably gonna tank to get another high pick. And go after Chet Holgram or something, but um, but let's talk about Detroit a little bit because they ha- I actually like their core. I'm be watching a lot of Cade Cunningham this season because he looks okay. like he's going to be a stud. They have a solid young core. Sadiq Bay made an All NBA first team rookie last year, yeah. rightfully so. He's already a solid man defender and a good three point shooter. That bodes very well for his long term trajectory as a player. Isaiah Stewart made a second team, and he is like in the mold of Ben Wallace. Like, short, mm. he's 6'8, and he's gonna may have some defensive deficiencies, but if he can develop his off ball defense. He's already a decent shooter, like, he can shoot the yep. three a little bit. I think he shot like 40% on like one and a half attempts. I could be wrong, and he has some rim rolling. So, I like him, and he's a, he's a bulldog, he works hard. Then they have Killian Hayes. Got, they got a nice young core. We'll see how they develop.
1: I mean, yeah, I think that's... They, they, those four players are the ones they, they build around. And I yes. think this is just the year for them to, you know, figure it out. Uh, learn from Jeremy Grant, I guess.
0: Oh, <laughs> how did they get Jeremy Grant? Oh, dude, they also have, like, Houston Rockets all-star Kelly Olynyk, so...
1: Kelly Olynyk, yes. I'm, him and Kate are the new players from what I, I recognize from last year. But, yeah... yeah. I have them 15th, but to be honest, they could flip-flop with Cleveland.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Although I had Cleveland a bit higher just because Garland and Sexton are a bit are that's more fair. mature. They're like, what, three or four years right into the league. so
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think, and Darius Garland looks like he's going to be good. So, yeah. I guess we didn't talk enough about him. And Colin Sexton... <laughs> we didn't talk pro- about Sexton either. <laughs> co- Sextland. Um, yeah. co- Colin Sexton sex land. is br- the Brooklyn that's father, apparently. So...
1: But, uh, I don't have a much view on this, but I wanna check if you do. Um, better future backward, Killian Hayes and Cade Cunningham or Sex Land?
0: Ooh. <laughs> That's tough, but I might go the Cade, Killian Hayes, because of Cade.
1: <laughs> Cade might be just that good. Yeah. Okay. But, and, yeah.
0: All right. Let's uh, we let's can move, move on, on to uh, the state where I currently live, unfortunately, Indiana. <laughs> unfortunately. Are you guys going to watch some games this year? Yeah, I will. I will actually. I, you know, I just when the Celtics come to town, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch some good teams. Just, you know, we'll see. Brooklyn. But, yeah, Brooklyn, maybe. But let's see. They didn't really make much of a splash, in terms. Of, like, they their splash
1: was with Rick Carlisle. Basically. It
0: was yes. No, I mean, in all seriousness, yeah. Rick Carlisle. He's is one, one of
1: the he's one of the best coaches in the league, right? So
0: he is. So, you know, they're what's-his-nuts from last year, that was a really bad situation. And so – Levert? No, not Levert. The coach last year.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, that was not a good situation. Nate, Jorgen, Nor- like, Nate, yeah. It looked good at first, and I was really optimistic, and then it just went to shit really fast. And so this bonus miles turner thing is weird because it seems like the Pacers are just better off with one of them. Like, one yeah, Look, one of them on the court is better than both of them on the court last year. But, Carlisle has managed this in Dallas. He's been able to play Porzingis and Boban. It wasn't pretty, but I would think Sabonis and Turner are better than KP and Boban.
1: It worked in, um, against the Clippers, the playoffs, for, for a yeah. while.
0: So, I so I'm, yeah. should be able to figure something out. I'm more optimistic because he runs more three-man sets where you can use Turner as a shooter and Sabonis as the roller. You can short mm-hmm. roll with Sabonis because he's a good passer too. So I think I'm optimistic about where that could go. But we'll see. And, and the other factor is M- Malcolm Brogdon's health. He just like perpetually hurt.
1: Yeah. I I mean, he's their best player. And if him being injured is not good. I mean, I think you also have to mention, TJ, I, I saw this in, an art, in the preview article I was reading. TJ Warren and both, is coming back from a foot injury. So true. is Kyris. Kairos Levert. came into uh, pre into training camp with a stress fracture in his back. I don't have much details on that, but that's what I read.
0: Oh, that's 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 rough. So that's yeah, probably so, what's called a spondylolysis. That's probably what mm. that is. It's similar to like any stress fracture on your leg. It's just from from overuse, and he probably has like a, a little bit of a weak core and that's just one of those overuse injuries from him being a basketball player for so long.
1: Um, and not having to, he had to take like half a year off. I mean, not half a year, a few, few months off because of his cancer
0: surgery. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, hopefully he, that doesn't become a, a huge issue for him, but I think he'll, you know, TJ Warren actually technically count <coughs> that as a huge addition for them, more offense. Um, Cause then their starting lineup is Brogdon, Levert, TJ Warren, Sabonis, Sabonis Miles Turner. Turner. They have yep. the, the short range god T.J. McConnell. Yes. Um,
1: they, they added uh, Celtics and Warriors fans' favorite Brad, Bonicker, Brad Wanamaker. Brad Wanamaker.
0: <laughs> and then Justin Holiday is a good sh- three point shooter, so they're mm. they're solid. I think I'm optimistic about Indiana because of their coach. So, how high would you have Indiana?
1: I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit less because more more cuz i read about those injuries i was thinking they might miss the, first, they, they miss the first the first few months or weeks of the season so i have them as 12 actually
0: wow really
1: so, but right there with i guess them and the team i have above them are like gonna fight with charlotte for the 10th spot
0: that's interesting i have yeah. indiana at eight. in the play in wow yeah, at, at 8, eight. Eight. Wow. And there, I could see them. I don't think this is likely, but I could see them potentially getting into that, like where Boston, Atlanta, Chicago are.
1: I am really under I, I think for I, me, it's more the, the injuries, and yeah, it's more the injuries, and yeah, I feel like these guys above them should be better. Maybe I have a feeling we have we're gonna disagree on another team then.
0: I, I, there are a couple of teams I think we're gonna disagree on, but I think that. Um, I'm giving a lot of optimism to Carlisle. The injuries, yeah, they suck, but I think because Indiana's most important players to me and their best players are Sabonis. The big and men I don't think it's Brogdon. Look. I think it's I think Savonis is their best player and Turner is right behind because of his defense. Yeah. So I think and I think Brogdon will look better because Carlisle tends to like playing with point guards.
1: He'll put he'll put him in the Luka role.
0: Exactly that's fair I might yeah, I could be fairly high in Indiana yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like shoot for the middle because I could see them being that low but I could see them being very high so I think I put them right in the middle at 8
1: I think this is my pessimistic view of them Um, I know, I, but I probably wouldn't go as high I won't, don't think they can reach I think their ceiling though is like, set, like play in team 7 yeah yeah that's my thing that's my thinking like, I don't think they're gonna get better than they were last year. Like they only were ninth last year, but they did have a lot of it. they had a few injuries as well.
0: Yeah, and the weird coaching situation. So yes. All right, let's move on to Miami. Woo. let's. We're gonna try to speed this up a little bit. <laughs> You're like an hour <laughs> into this, and we still have half the conference. So Miami. Okay, Miami. Clearly, they made a big splash with PJ Tucker and. Um, Kyle Lowry is the big acquisition. Um, I disagree.
1: I disagree. Um, their biggest, their biggest signing was the re-signing of Yes, definitely. <laughs> no sorry.
0: question. Yeah,
1: Kyle Lowry. Let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah, they re-signed Dwayne Dedman and they got Marquise Morris. So those are interesting Mar-Keefe, signings. Yes. But you know, how good do you think Miami a- is actually?
1: I. They didn't. They disappointed in the regular season last year, um, but disappointed I think in the playoffs and the playoffs. Yeah, actually, this one stat I read is ridiculous. They are, plus they are plus five point two with Butler on the floor, minus five point nine without. That's crazy. With that's crazy. That they're so wow. reliant on him.
0: <laughs> but He's, hence why they got Kyle Lowry.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that will plug a lot of they'll plug a lot of their holes um, yeah. i'm already I, again maybe this might be preseason hype but there the, a lot of the the smart twitter guys are saying well miami's playing so much faster now But Kyle Lowry's really pushing the pace um,
0: yeah. yeah and that's fair i think yeah i think Kyle Lowry will make them better than they were last season because they don't have just one uh, primary creator and i mean we also have to remember Jimmy Butler missed most of the season cuz of covid and stuff so that's something to take into consideration. Now, their starting lineup is going to be Lowry, Butler, Duncan Robinson. I assume it's going to be P.J. Tucker and Bam Adebayo. Yes. Their bench is really thin. They only have Tyler
1: Hero, basically. Marquise yeah. Morris. Marquise Do you Morris. think Casey
0: Ocpola is any good? I don't know. <laughs> Max, Max Struss might be pretty good. Gabe Vincent might be pretty good. But this is the season where Tyler Hero really needs to show, like, show out. Like, he needs to contend yeah. for six men of the year. That's how good he needs to be. For, for me, for Miami to actually contend. I don't yeah, think it, like, without, without this elite scheme, which they will have because of, they have Eric Spoelstra as their coach. So they're going to be in the mix. But how realistic are they actually going to topple Brooklyn, even minus Kyrie and Milwaukee? I don't know i really don't even don't, know if they can beat philly
1: i don't think they're a, they're a title contender like we thought they were last year yeah. um i think yeah it, but tyler hero he played well in the preseason but again it's preseason um but that, that 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 isn't encouraging for what you're saying about how he should he has to step up this year
0: yeah
1: uh but yeah, I think Kyler will make that that big of a difference, I
0: think, for them. Uh, yeah. the,
1: the bench thing, though, is an issue.
0: Yeah. and I do you think, think Vic, Victor Oladipo coming back? I was just about to say, if Oladipo comes back and is solid, then that's great. But man, like he's, revision surgeries tend to do far worse than primary surgeries. And a quad tendon is already so tough. I'm not optimistic about Oladipo. Now, he could be a solid player. I don't know if he'll be that good Tyler hero is Miami's most important player far and away. We know exactly what we're going to get from everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if, if Bam Adebayo becomes like the, you know, an as in almost as impactful as on off like defense and offense, like if he, if he increases his impact then that's great, I don't see it happening because he spent a lot of his summer training for the Olympics. So he didn't have much time to improve. Hmm. So I don't, I'm not oh, optimistic about Bam. He might make improvements defensively, but from an offensive standpoint, I, I'm I'm not optimistic about a massive jump this year. Not yet. I love Bam, but
1: that's that's another place where that they, they could make up that um, the bench where Bam just takes a step and like he he's he's just that good all when he's on the floor that they can weather when he's off.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, where do you have where do you have Miami finishing?
0: So, the thing is, like, I I'm very high on Spo. Um, Mm -hmm. Pinoy bias for sure. Um, (laughs) In fact, you know what? This is the first I'll really say, like, Pinoy agenda. Um, (laughs) I always try to say like my bias is not an agenda, but this is an agenda. Spo is the best coach in the NBA according to that survey. So, (laughs) um, but. Looking at it from a realistic standpoint, I think they're going to be very good, assuming a healthy season. They have a starting lineup that's pretty good that is tailored to their star, Jimmy Butler, very nicely. They have very smart players. They have two primary shot creations, a good passing hub, and Duncan Robinson can create his own shot. If Tyler Hero turns out well, then that's a great six-man. I think Miami, I have them fourth, but I could see them dropping to sixth. I don't think they'd be anything lower than that because of their coach and because they're just their core is so solid. Okay, I have them fifth, and that's fair. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. It, they didn't. Where do you have Atlanta? You, had, you you have them fifth. I had Atlanta seven, but I could see them. I oh. even could see Atlanta in like um, my most optimistic view of Atlanta and my one of my worst views of Miami. Atlanta surpassing them. That happened last season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have have Miami fifth. I don't think that'll happen this season, but I could see it. And it's... I really... The more I talk out loud, I'm like, yeah, it's more realistic. Atlanta really could surpass Miami. But I think Miami's core, especially if Butler's healthy, is just going to be too good. Personally. Yeah. I still think they...
1: If they get to the playoffs healthy, there is still like... They they have a higher playoff potential than...
0: Yeah. I don't think they're a true contender, but I think if even if they played Brooklyn... It'll be a a hard fought, even if it's like a five game series. It'll be a slugfest, personally. It, so, it,
1: it anything's better than what ha, than what happened to, to them against the Bucks.
0: No question. Oh man. Well, well. Actually, I think speaking of the Bucks, right? I think yeah. they're next. Mm-hmm. So my number one question is: Can they prove it wasn't a fluke Yes. Can they? <laughs> yes. I'm a Bucks believer. I am too. Um, I, am a, I am a Bucks believer. I think Bud kind of finally figured out, like, the good balance between, like, what they're good at and, yep. um, you know, trying to be versatile. I liked what they did, actually, um, because they largely stuck to their drop scheme. And now they're kind of the template for a team um Teams in the future say, okay, well, if we play drop, this is what we're going to need. We're going to need to supplement it, and we're going to need like the perimeter defense, and we kind of need a secondary rim protector, like Jan, which is tough. But I think their defensive versatility is very real, and I think they're going to continue that. They're going to, it wasn't pretty last year. It's going to be better this year, I think.
1: Yeah. That's my view on it. Do you think they'll miss PJ Tucker? Because he did unlock a lot of that versatility.
0: I think they will because uh, they got better with him. I think they're going to yeah. continue to look for um, for that replacement, like that that small ball five that's not Giannis. Semi that O'Jale. guy <laughs> replaced him with Semi Ojole. I didn't see that coming. I swear to God, if Semi Ojole... He's built the same. He's built Tucker, the same, I'm not going, as good. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be so pissed. If he becomes good. Um, but honestly I I don't see much because they didn't really like make a huge splash one underrated thing they did was bring back George Hill yes and oh they signed Rodney Hood so they have even they more have Rodney offense. Hood they
1: have Grayson, Grayson Allen Resigned
0: signed Bobby Portis that was huge I like that because yeah. if Bobby Portis continues to shoot threes the way he does and he becomes like a like, continue, maybe he takes over some of the PJ Tucker role some of it, not all of it. Hmm. They could be very versatile and very good. Where do you have... You- There's really not much to talk about in Milwaukee because we kind of know what they are. Yeah. They're not really so, that different. F-
1: so for me, um, I actually toyed with them having them, having them first. Uh, cause Fair. I was, I'm trying to balance it between like, they're going to have like a 2016 Warriors kind of season after finally winning the championship where they're just on point. But then I also have to balance like, they just the finals was just they're gonna start the next season like ninety three days after the NBA finals. Yeah, so short turnaround. The two of their most important players played in the Olympics. Yeah, and a lot. Drew Holiday spe- specifically played a lot in the in the tournament, so very short turnaround for them. So they may take it easier during the season.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Um, but I still think like Dante Dante hasn't played for a while. George Hill can can spot Drew Holiday when he's maybe taking
0: less minutes. Grayson Allen as yeah. well. So I still have them second. Dante had a had a big tendon rupture actually. So Oof. that's gonna be a little rough. I think it's his posterior tibialis. Back. And I that's not super common, so I don't know much about it. I think but because if it's a tendon, it's he's, he's gonna be out for a while. Um, Is he not coming so, back right away? I mean he's not gonna start the season. I don't think so, but I could be wrong because that's not something I I'm super familiar with. But I think that I did toy with Milwaukee at number one. We also have to remember they barely beat a Brooklyn team <laughs> yeah. without Kyrie and without heart with a half Harden. Half a so, half a foot away from losing. <laughs> they were they yeah, they were one they were half a shoe size away from losing. They were. So I have them too cuz I think mm. they'll be a little better than they were. The defense will be more they'll know what they're doing. A little yeah. better. It's no more experimenting. It's like this is what we're doing. But yeah. We'll see. Let's uh let's move on to the other um New York team. Uh, New York
1: Knicks. New York the team, other Well, wait, you did you just did you just refer to the Knicks as the other New York team? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I did. The Knicks fans will. I did. I'm not ashamed about it. I don't give a shit. Come at me. You guys You guys screamed, we want Brooklyn. You couldn't even get past Atlanta. You screamed <laughs> when you were down 2-1 in the playoffs. I don't give a shit. Yeah, they are the other. They're the other. I don't care. You can talk to me about history or whatnot. I don't care. Blas, blasphemous. History is history, and I respect it. I respect a lot of the, the old Knicks players. But this is—that's really just a shot at New York Knicks fans. We want Brooklyn. <laughs> anyway, blasphemous. Yeah, fuck, fuck off, Knicks fans. You ain't shit.
1: <laughs> Stephen A. is coming into your DMs.
0: I don't give a shit. <laughs> right,
1: what I do you think, think of the Knicks?
0: My big question: I mean, is, Can they surprise the NBA twice? They have. Yeah. I mean, they have Kemba they and Evan, and yeah. No, I don't think they will. I'm not optimistic about them. 'Cause you know, maybe I was I was too high on them coming into the playoffs. I thought their defense I was too high up. on them. <laughs> yeah. And I thought like Julius yeah. Randle would play better to the point where it's like, okay, that's where they'll beat Atlanta. Atlanta's defense was pretty bad. But admittedly, I was pretty uninformed on Atlanta. I was had a very wrong impression of them. So Same. This may be biased going the other way, this may be a losing bias, but at the same time, Julius Randle did start to play better in games um, three, four and, er, sorry, four and five. He played a little better. It was still kind of rough, but he was starting to figure it out. So I think if, if Randle makes another step, then the Knicks could be a lot better. And if Kemba mm. and Rose and Evan Fournier really change the offense that much without sacrificing too much defense, the Knicks are good again. I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, um, I think Kem- Kemba and uh, uh, Fournier should help their offense, um, and I still think that Thibs will be able to coach a scheme that covers their defensive deficiencies. Uh, oh. So I still, I still think that they will play harder than, than all the other teams. That's just they what co- the Thib- the Thibs uh, co- teams do.
0: But, dude, that's the easiest prediction of this pod. They're going to play harder than everyone. There's no question about it.
1: <laughs> that will win them games. They'll win them games. Yes. And enough games to get them to playoffs. I, just I don't, don't think they'll finish as high as they did last year, for sure.
0: I agree. Um, just my, my thing with the signings that they had is that, yes, you, you, upgrade, you definitely upgraded from an offensive standpoint because now you have all these guys off the bench. You have Emmanuel Quickly with a, a year under his belt. You have Alec Burks, who's solid. Dwayne no. Bacon might be good. Obi Toppin might take a step in the right direction. RJ Barrett might get better. Mitch Robinson will be healthy. And they Mitchell Robinson's tell,
1: healthy, yeah.
0: They have a good roster. I I just don't know a, a lot of this is contingent on Barrett and especially Randall improving. Because Tibbs' offensive sets aren't really good. They're they're average at yeah. best. I don't know. I'm not super high on the Knicks this year. Um, where do you have them? I wasn't
1: high on them next. I wasn't high on them last year. I didn't think even, I don't think I put them in my top twelve. <laughs> Me neither. And you, um, I do have them though, seventh.
0: I didn't see that. I have them ninth.
1: Okay, so still a playing.
0: It's still playing. I think they're a firmly yeah. playing team. They are ba- up on uphill battle against. Indiana and Chicago. Mm-hmm. They, I there's a very easy scenario where the Knicks are better than both of them. There is also an easy scenario where they're not. So we'll yeah, see. I I I feel like for me
1: this is an optimistic pick. Yeah. Um, it could even be more optimistic if they go if, if I put them at six, but I can also see them yeah like dropping all the
0: way to ten or nine. Well, here's something that might sway me too. Players who are unvaccinated, are they are they allowed away teams? I mean, are they allowed to play in New York? Because yeah. Devin Booker's not vaccinated, Bradley Beal isn't vaccinated, so if they're not I playing, they, the Knicks, they I, might win. Are they allowed? I think I think they are allowed to play. Okay, because that might. Because I, I was gonna say, if does that mean Kyrie's to allowed to play against the Knicks? I don't know because he's a New York resident. <laughs> that might be different. But I mean. But let's just say, like, because if Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, unvaccinated players, cannot play, those are, those are like easy wins. They're essentially playing really yeah. good teams, or they're teams without a without an All Star. Right. They need rack up extra wins that might help them in the standing. So, if that's the case, I might put New York a little higher. They could go sixth or even fifth. But
1: that's quite the home court advantage, right? <laughs>
0: But we'll we'll speak about the, the
1: the better home court advantage later.
0: Definitely, um, definitely. <laughs> well, let's let's move on to uh, Orlando. I, I think this is the other thirteen to fifteen. Yes, um, Jalen Suggs is exciting. But can I? Yeah, I gotta say, I am really <laughs> excited for Jalen Suggs. Did you see the highlight? They played Boston, and Jalen Suggs blocked Jason Tatum on a fast break. Oh
1: yes, yes, I did.
0: That oh was, my god! It was. Holy so crap. St- was so well played, and he made it look like he wasn't gonna contest. So Tatum goes for the bucket, and he blocks him. I was like, yeah. "He's a rookie. He hasn't played a single NBA game. He just did that to Jason Tatum. Holy shit, this guy is gonna be good. I'm so excited for Jalen Suggs.
1: Yeah, this this draft class really exciting. um Yeah, that was very impressive play by Jalen Suggs.
0: Yeah, no, seriously, Orlando's gonna suck. <laughs> But that's they the have, thing. It's like Detroit, Cleveland, have, and Orlando, yeah. the three worst teams in the East. I'm going to watch them.
1: Yeah, they have really exciting young players. Is and you? I'm actually stu- still pretty interested to see how Markel Fultz comes back from his injury. So Jonathan Isaac as well. Aside from the off-court stuff. <laughs>
0: but, He's yeah. an insane defensive player. Insane. Yeah. So is, say what you want about Jonathan Isaac. He has the potential to be one of the best defensive players in the league. So, I hope he comes back and I hope he balls. Like I hope he locks some people down because he he was making strides before he tore his ACL. He was really good.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to. <laughs> uh, speaking of off court stuff, uh, Philadelphia. Oh my
1: god! Okay, we 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 avoided this this uh, Ben Simmons thing all
0: summer. Shit.
1: What is your take on Ben Simmons Benson's situation?
0: Good Philly. I understand his perspective because he I'm sure he wants to prove how good he is.
1: Yeah.
0: But he's also acting like he has all this power and he doesn't. If he's willing to yeah. lose that money, then great. But I think that he needs to do more to really put pressure. Like he needs to do what Jimmy Butler did. He's just gonna show up to camp destroy everyone show everyone up and be like see that's what you fucking lost and you know make it uncomfortable because right now if he's just gonna hold out okay great you're being a bitch <laughs> that, do you think that ruins like if if
1: would you want him on a team you root for like say the Celtics or like I I like the skill set I don't care sure about the mental. like kind of it's kind of a turn off right
0: if if we don't give up Jalen or Jason Tatum, I'd be happy with Simmons on our team. I would.
1: If as long as he's playing like the way he should, I guess. There's
0: no way Daryl Morey will accept that.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm saying like it's my. Do you want a toxic personality? I guess on the team? Or team. like I. Yeah. What if he does the same thing once? If he gets unhappy, oh Tatum's getting too much love, not not enough for me. Then he's just like fuck it. I don't necessarily know
0: it. if he's a toxic personality. I just think that he's he's just trying to get out of a situation he doesn't want to be in.
1: I mean, to be fair, yeah, Doc Rivers and to beat Thurman under the bus last year. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, and, like, you know, yeah, in so. fairness, if, if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not playing for you guys anymore. Like, I, I they throw him under the bus. So, I can understand it from Simmons' point of view. Um,
1: yeah, I guess in this, yeah, for definitely both sides – Have like merit to their
0: Simmons just has to I think Simmons just has to understand he has no power in the situation because here's the thing, he didn't play well in the playoffs. Like if he's being honest with himself, he has to say, like, okay, I didn't perform, I didn't play well. So I feel like he should be playing, but I think that he should try to show out he should be play selfish, really show teams what he was made of. Like everyone cites that 42-point game he had against Utah. He should be gunning yeah. for that every night. Really show out, but even if it's to the detriment of his team, like that's what he needs to do if he really wants people to. Because right now the best offer he's gotten is C.J. McCollum, and he's supposed to be better than C.J. McCollum. Yeah, but the Sixers won't settle for that. And North. I mean, yeah, they, they, because, they tried to—they tried to get like a
1: few picks with that, and Portland said no.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So the Sixers have all the power because. What, what's Simmons going to do? Can't get rid of him. He, he's under contract for two years. There's no time rush. They could keep him for the rest of the year. And yeah, they're, they're wasting a championship potential championship window. But but if you get rid of Simmons for a player and get players back that aren't as good and aren't going to help you contend, then it's a waste regardless. Yeah. So Wait, Sorry, I lost your audio for like five seconds. No, you're good. You're good. Basically all I was trying to say is that, you know, it the championship window argument is not necessarily there because if they don't get if they get rid of Simmons and it's not they don't get anything good back, they waste their championship window anyway. So you yeah. I think they should hold out and they should have a high price on him because there's no rush. They have Simmons under contract for 2 years I think or something like that he just I think signed it's four that, that more extension. years
1: I think he's at four more years yeah,
0: so and there's like 147 no rush, million. no rush to get rid of him because there's no risk of getting nothing back you'll get something if you hold out yeah um, and Ben Simmons has all to lose yeah Ben Simmons has everything to lose the Sixers really have a little to lose but not as much um, I think too a lot of this is going to be contingent on how good the Sixers look without him mm. offensive rating was better with both Embiid and Simmons on the floor, yes. Then it was alone. So that that's something, and that's that's important for people to know. People might assume that it, the team will be better without him, but no, I don't. I don't agree with that, because Simmons got a, his guys a lot of open threes, and the thing is, like, the defensive rating was best with Simmons on the floor than without. And it's I it mean, seems like the primary driver is Simmons. It's not Embiid. So you subtract him. It, this depends on Matisse Taibou because Taibou might be able to supplement the defensive side. Yes. And if he can become a shooter, then maybe the offense is better? gets to the point where it's okay and then it becomes serviceable to the point where it's like, okay, maybe we can get just CJ McCollum and it will be fine. Maybe Tyrese Maxey takes a step in the right direction. Maybe Shake Milton is yeah. really good this year. So the Sixers are should be in no rush. They can sacrifice games in October or November if it means they will win games in May. Yeah, Daryl. That's the thing about Daryl. He will play the long the long game. So, what, where do you think Philly is going to be?
1: I am actually a believer that these guys will step up. So Tybull, Tobias, Maxi, um, Milton, yeah, Curry, even. Curry, yeah. Uh, so, so I actually have them third. Yeah. And jo- Joel will be pissed. So, you know,
0: I, he'll play Yeah, first. no doubt. I have them third. Oh. And the lowest I could see them is even fourth if Miami is really that good. Yeah. I don't think they will. So, yeah, I think Philly is going to be third. I They're a championship contender, asterisk. Because it depends on what they get for Simmons. Do you think with, he gets traded at all? I think he will at the all-star break. I think it'll happen. But, because if they get nothing and it's just, this is their team, I don't see them contending against Milwaukee or Brooklyn. But, yeah, yeah. but if they get something back and it depends on what they look like without Simmons, there's a chance that they they could be the one or two seed if they get like this amazing package. Like yeah. they get, somehow land Damian Lillard
1: Oh my god. Unfortunately can I don't think Portland's gonna
0: yeah, yeah, agree, agree. They'll be contenders. I don't know if they'll be number one because they'll they'll willingly sacrifice games now. Um in the short term. So we'll see. It's they're they're a little tough, but I think three is a good bet.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think when
1: Simmons does come back, and I think he will come back, you will he'll still help them win win as well. So Third, I think, is a good spot for them.
0: Cool. We only have two more. Let's uh, move through these pretty quick. I think this is where we're going to disagree, though. Toronto. Yeah. So, they lost Kyle Lowry.
1: They got Goran.
0: They got Goran, which is a they're downgrade, play, they're, He's good.
1: They he's like him. They also got back their home. They're their playing in Canada, Canada again, right?
0: They are. They are. That's true. So, they were twelfth last year without Kyle Lowry, with Kyle Lowry, yeah. but the thing is, is that their statistics actually showed they were pretty good still.
1: They just couldn't close games. If I'm like, they, they had a good point. They had a positive point differential
0: until like the last four games. They had a positive point differential until the end, and they just they just losing games. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, that is like the epitome of the word malas. Yeah. The key player this year, though, is OG Ananobi. If OG yeah. can get some self creation and get become a better offensive creator than Pascal Siakam, then I could see Toronto being in the play in spot, just at, like easily in like a seven or eight play in spot, because mm-hmm. they have Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a good coach. I think Nick Nurse will win
1: them like a bunch of games. <laughs> I actually don't know what to say. Yeah. And that, that's time. the
0: that's that's the thing. Like I, it, that's the thing I struggle with, because I have Toronto here in. I have them eleven, ooh, but I could see them as high as seven. I Toronto yeah. is the team I struggle with the most because it depends on how good OG is and the thing Ascol is, as well. They were not bad last season. They were good, yeah. and I they just got unlucky. I'm just trying to balance that between the bias of their record to their to how good they actually are. I think they're better than their record suggests. I think yeah. they'll contend. Um, it's just like the other teams in the conference are so good. I yeah. don't know. I could see them being better than Chicago even.
1: Yeah, I can see that also. Um, what, I have them actually at ninth, so not that far off of mm-hmm. yours. I think where we stopped really was Indiana and Toronto in terms of like where we think they're the yeah, place. Yeah, it sounds
0: like it. It sounds like it.
1: Uh, for me, Toronto they lost a lot of play. They lost, first of all, they're playing in Tampa last year, they lost a lot of players to COVID, and as you said, they lost a lot of close
0: games. That's <laughs> true, close games and COVID. So, you know, Toronto could be pretty good. It might be, yeah, eight. it might be eight.
1: Yeah, so I, I think that's where they um they have they'll kind of bounce back from last year, yeah. Uh, I'm a bit more optimistic on Chicago. That's why I have Chicago eighth, but I could see them eighth or even seventh, better than the Knicks.
0: Right. I, uh, yeah. And yeah. fair. In fairness, I might be too high on Chicago because of the preseason. Toronto could easily <laughs> yeah. fill that spot easily.
1: Yeah. But let's um, let's finish
0: up with Washington.
1: Wait. One 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 thing I want to add for Toronto. They do sure. have a special home court advantage, right? Because Can Canada recently came out with their oh, <laughs> their, prison, <laughs> their prison. Oh my God! Up. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They you can throw them into prison if they if they disobey the unvaccinated rules.
0: You're right. That might win them <laughs> Not that anyone's going to get arrested, but they're clearly strict about it. They might yeah. win some games because of that. I may have to rethink this Toronto thing.
1: <laughs> Imagine if Kyrie
0: <laughs> gets thrown in jail. Oh, my God. I might put Toronto at eight, actually, now. Now that you say that. From the... Because the more I talk out loud about it, it's like clearly Toronto yeah. was good last year. Losing Larry yeah. sucks, but I don't think I think if OG takes step, they'll be good. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes looks like they're gonna have a versatile defense. Nick Nurse is a good coach. COVID, shit. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna revise this. I'm gonna put Toronto <laughs> eighth. Toronto eighth. Yeah,
1: Dragovich might get them some someone good as well. Did say he doesn't want
0: to be there. <laughs> He's more of a slasher, but yeah, he didn't. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah. If they move... trade
1: him, they could get something.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna move Toronto to eight. So that's Indiana nine, New York ten. Ah shit, mm. Charlotte eleven? That's rough. But it's possible. Anyway. Yeah. Let's finish up with Washington. I don't have much to say because they lost Russell Westbrook and replaced they him have... with Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyle Kuzma.
1: Yep. They have KCP, Montez Harrell. They drafted Corey Chrispert.
0: I like Corey Kispert. I think he's gonna be a solid player. I think this team's gonna be twelve. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, not, Bradley not, not enough to sway me.
1: Actually, no, I haven't. I have actually actually had them like stand above Indiana. Uh
0: yeah, really, eleventh because yeah. Washington was 8th with Westbrook. They lost yeah. Westbrook, and they the have defense... Dinwiddie. They have Dinwiddie. Like, I don't think
1: Dinwiddie and and Kuzma are gonna be what they're not going to replace Westbrook's output no or and even the not, not just the raw output but also like the intangible stuff that he does yeah so, so we'll see that's why yeah. I have them dropping from 8th but
0: yeah so maybe I'm yeah they yeah. have a bunch of guys who could like pick a step up and grow like if Kuzma ends up being good great Yeah, Daniel Gafford I like if Avdiha is really good if Dinwiddie ends up being near like he was he was sub all-star for a couple of years I like him a lot. If Rui Hachimura becomes yep. really solid, they could jump a couple, but I, I, don't, I don't know. It depends on – they have a new head coach too, Wes Unsell Jr. Yep. Very awesome. So I've heard good things about him. So in Where where is he coached days, previously? I don't remember, to be honest. He was an assistant yeah. for a while, but I could see them getting into a play-in spot if all things work out. Not super optimistic, though. I don't have them very high. I have them 12. I have them 11th. So, really really big disagreement
1: only is with Indiana.
0: Yeah. Fair. But uh, let's, uh, before we end this real quick, let's rehash our our ranking. So, from top to bottom for me, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly, Miami, Boston, and Atlanta. Those are the six playoff teams. Playing in is Chicago. I have revised this to Toronto at 8. Indiana, New York, and then Charlotte is just outside who could get in at the 11th spot. Washington, not super optimistic. And then the last three, I don't care what (laughs) order they're in because they're not going anywhere. Cleveland, Detroit, Orlando.
1: They're tanking. They're going to the bottom.
0: (laughs) They'll be fighting for the 15th spot. I'm sure Detroit and Orlando are going to try to get Chet Holgram. The number... the potential number one pick next year
1: i have no idea who he is so i'm looking forward to finding
0: out (laughs) he plays for gonzaga or he will
1: oh okay uh for my rankings i have yeah brooklyn milwaukee philadelphia then atlanta fourth miami fifth boston sixth so those are the six uh playoff teams then new york chicago toronto and charlotte playing in seven to ten Washington, Indiana, potentially fighting for the lower end of the play-in spots. And then, gotcha. yeah, the bottom three, <laughs> Orlando, Cleveland, Detroit.
0: Yep. All right. So uh, next week, we'll do the West. Yes. That's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, go ahead and uh, close us out.
1: Last question, actually, I have for you, Ben, and I'll ask this sure. to the audience. Uh, who do you think are the, con- the championship contenders from from this Eastern Conference?
0: The firm ones are Brooklyn and Milwaukee, yes, with potential for Philly, depending on the Benson situation, potentially Miami, because for some reason, Miami is good every <laughs> other year, yeah, no, but like sometimes they just like are just good, so we'll see, but I don't think those three, yeah. My four, solid four, ones looked in Miami and then Philadelphia as an asterisk depending on the Benson situation. Those are my firm yep.
1: ones. Milwaukee, you mean? Milwaukee's firm. Yeah, you said Miami. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Those three. I agree with those three. Yeah. Uh, I might throw in the Hawks the Hawks are like a Cinderella. Sorry, if they make it.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think they'll yeah. actually contend for the title though. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Um let it. The- how about you guys let us know who you think uh, are the contenders from the Eastern Conference let us know as well where you disagree or agree with our rankings Um, we'll post a list on our website just as a companion article just so you guys can refer to it Uh, it's going to be at gotnext blog on Instagram and Twitter our website is gotnextsite.wordpress.com follow us as well on Harvard Amino the basketball basketball social media app at gotnextpodcast That's it for the show, Who's Got Next?